0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments the gospel of the Lord. Again, good afternoon. It's like we got to move into the big church, huh? Amen. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, the Lord's feeding His people. So I'd like to just read a, a quote from John of the Cross today um, to kind of start the homily. He said, Never give up prayer, you, and should you find dryness and difficulty, persevere in it for this very reason. God often often desires to see what love your soul has. And love is not tried by ease and satisfaction. So never give up prayer. So he say when we're in prayer, we're going to find dryness and difficulty in our prayer at times, right? But he says persevere in it. Huge part of the Christian walk in our faith in Christ is perseverance. And God often desires to see what love your soul has for Him. So how does he test our love for him? How does he strengthen our love for him? It says here, he often allows the dryness or difficulty in our prayer. And he says here, love is not tried by ease and satisfaction. So if you just think of the spirit of the world, the flesh and the devil, and then the spirit of God, learning how to discern you know what's inviting me in my life today, how am I moving am i moving in the spirit of god or the spirit of the world or the flesh or the devil remember that one of the (coughs) clear indicators of the spirit of the world the flesh the devil is we're always enemies of the cross always enemies of the cross always eliminate the cross that's what relativism is right we make our own rules up so we get rid of the cross So we can live comfortably, live easy, you know, live in pleasure, live in success and power and fame and all these things of the earth, amassing all the treasures of the earth and and reputation. We want to climb the ladder and what happens? We end up getting sucked into the darkness, right? And so the Lord's not a fan of that. He wants to stir us into holiness, into light of fire within us. I was just, uh, (coughs) my mom's in a conference down Texas, she was in it with her sister at a conference, and she sent me a, a text of uh, one of St. Faustina's quotes that I want to read, which you all might have heard, but I think it's powerful. It's from uh, paragraph 50 in the diary. It says, I desire that priests proclaim this great mercy of mine towards souls of sinners. Let the sinner not be afraid to approach me. The flames of mercy are burning me, clamoring to be spent. I want to pour them out upon these souls. St. Faustina. God, Jesus to St. Faustina. So think about this. You know, when we're in prayer, what happens? The light of the Holy Spirit starts to show us where we need saved. We start to recognize where we've become enemies of the cross. Where we're not living holy with our speech, our actions, and our thoughts. And the Lord... The light of the Spirit will always show us those things. Why? To condemn? No. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. That's what Romans says. The book of Romans says, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. John Hughes was all about renewing the priesthood. A holy priesthood is a holy church. If the priesthood's screwed up, everyone's going to be screwed up. Just like if you got screwed up parents, the kids are going to be screwed up. And we're all screwed up in some way, don't get me wrong, we're all sinners. But there has to be, at least, let's all face the right direction, huh? Let's face the Lord, not, well, Jesus has some good ideas, but I like these ideas over here, too. And there's some good ones over here, there's some good ones over there. And so, we have all these distractions. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say, I'm one of many ways, try me out, you know, you might find something better than me. No, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So. You know, as parents, as priests, as bishops, or pope, we gotta at least look the right way. We might not be there yet, like say the tabernacle is heaven. I'm not there yet, but at least I'm walking in the right direction. Whereas the world, the flesh, and the devil are gonna turn us away. Because, see, you can't get from here to heaven without the cross. And we often think in, in the church, you know, we wanna be victorious, we wanna win, we wanna fight, we wanna win. But do we understand how to win? We win by being lifted up on the cross like he was. You know how as a Catholic church is gonna win? You know how it's gonna all happen? We will imitate our Master, Lord, and King. And we'll be lifted up on the cross. And it's gonna get only harder, guys. I hope you all are just you know tuning in and being aware that your faith's gonna get harder and harder to live out. But look at it like this. Is that a stumbling block or a stepping stone? God, this is a time of great saints. You all have potential to be great saints. God has given you this time, this day, and this age that we live where there's a lot of persecution. And in America, there's a lot of persecution. It's very sanitized, if you will. You know, um, you know, like, like cloning, you know, therapeutic cloning, they call it. It's like, you know, they use all these verbal engineering to get around, basically, to avoid the Christian life. And so we have to... Be sober, alert, and aware. The devil prowls about seeking to, d- to destroy us, seeking to destroy and devour our souls. So we, like Christ today, we need to what? He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. The second psychic, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So if you don't love God, you can't love your neighbor, right? And so you can't love yourself unless you love God and let God love you. Then you love your neighbor, So you're only going to love your neighbor to the degree that you love yourself. And you're not going to love yourself until you know his love. And you're not going to know his love unless you're spending time in prayer every day and letting him show you where your sins are. Not to condemn, but to save. See, when you see your sins, then you see a call to take up your cross. Like, i got to avoid, i got to choose with my own free will to avoid that lifestyle That, that way of thinking or speaking or acting, that's sinful. i got to die to it. And that's painful. Very challenging. We all have every day. You know how many opportunities you have to become a saint every day? You know, I was talking to Father Mark this morning. We were just sharing a little bit about this divine renovation that God's uh, uh, bringing about in this church. And, and we were talking about how, you know, he said he wants to put on, you know, the marquee like every day. Heaven comes to earth at 1215, and 815, at at St. Gerald's. So, you know, if you and I, if everyone driving up the street knew, heaven's coming into this room every day at 1215, why don't you want to come and show up? And so the thing about it is this, God, the mass don't have any problems. God is alive. He don't have any problems. The mass is boring, you know, it's dead. No, you're dead. I'm dead. Mass says, no, there's, God is, God's perfectly fine. So you might ask, well, why are people experiencing the Mass as boring or dead? And it's because we're not aware of what's happening at Mass. We're not aware, we're not in tune. We're like those dry bones in the first reading. You know, listen, he, it says he prophesied over the dry bones, and what, they, they came to life. He says, our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, we are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord, O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them. God wants us to rise from our graves. He wants us to come to life again. He wants to put flesh on our bones. He wants us to come to life. And you know it says there, You know how dry they were. How dry they were. And so think about that. God's fine, the mass is fine. But you and I can isolate ourselves, insulate ourselves from the presence of God by living. If you live the flesh, the world, and the devil, you come to mass, it's gonna be boring. Because you got layers and layers of stuff that you need to let the Savior deal with so you can experience his love for you, right? We all have to enter into that grace of your reconciliation. So, I want you to think about it, like if this, let's say, you know, we, we air conditioned the space, right? And you walk in here with, with 12 layers of clothes. And you start saying, Father, you need to turn the air condition down. I was, I'd look at you and say, you need to take off some layers. <laughs> it's not the air condition that's the problem. It's when you come into the space, when you come to Mass, how many layers you got up that keep you from encountering Him. He's fine. He's perfect. He's alive. His Spirit's here. But we need to, the beginning of Mass, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Take off the layers. Take off the layers. Take off the layers. Let the Lord touch you. Let Him touch you. He can do all that. We have to surrender to the Spirit, the Word of God to the church. We gotta surrender to the sacraments, to the grace he gives us. We gotta surrender to prayer. Dryness is a part of prayer. It's part of being purified and delivered and set free. So as we continue Mass, I just want you to, let's beg the Lord for the grace to remove any layers that we might all have in here that keep us insulated from him who can save us. Like Jesus, show me where I need to take off these layers. Because see, sometimes we like what we're wearing. We don't wanna let go. I was listening to Catholic radio today and Archbishop Fulton Sheen said, live with a spirit of detachment from things. Like, are you detached from things? Can you just give things away? Are you detached? So again, let's just ask John Hughes today, you know, give thanks to the Lord as love endures forever. Let's ask his grace today to help us to um, come into this Garden of Eden, this place of paradise. I'm naked without shame. So here we are, Lord. Set us free, feed us, save us, and raise us up. Together we can do an opera prayer. Right?